Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Access Granted, the pod stream. Your boy, Mr. Antoine, is in the building with you as always, and I want to thank everybody that's here already. I like when the early birds arrive. That means somebody's going to be paying attention to me for about an hour or so. I um, want to give some special prayers out to my co-host, my sis, uh, Alenia Renee. Um, she won't be here with us tonight as she had to tend to a medical emergency for her daughter, but thankfully um, her daughter is home resting right now. So just uh, shouts out to my girl, uh, Selena. Uh, prayers are definitely up for you, sis. And um, also, uh, we definitely can't start this show without sending our thoughts and prayers to the family of DJ K Slay, yeah. uh, who unfortunately passed away, I believe, last night. <clears throat> um, due to complications from COVID, from what I understand. Um, and every time I hear about another person um, losing the battle to COVID, I just have to shake my head at the people that still to this day, you know, two hours and, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives at this point lost due to, you know, this virus or whatever it is that you want to call it. And we're still losing people. And I still see, you know, a lot of people that, you know, either never took it seriously or, you know, mm -hmm. thought that this was a scam by the government and all this kind of stuff. It's just crazy, man. But, um, you know, uh, DJ K Slade to me was DJ Khaled before DJ Khaled was even thought about, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, he, along with a lot of DJs back in the day, um, were the ones to me that really took the mid the mixtape game to an enormous level. Um, and K Slay, man, he 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 was ten toes down for New York all day, every day. He was unapologetically New York. Um, <laughs> he 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 grew up and 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 became different, I believe, as he got older because K Slay was very reckless back in the day. Boy, he would he would talk it. <laughs> his name was DJ uh slap your favorite DJ <laughs> for a reason <laughs> for a while man but um you know definitely I, I know that there's a um a lot of people in the hip-hop community especially from New York that uh are really gonna feel uh the loss because he touched so many he put so many on mm -hmm. he represented you know not only from a DJ standpoint but he also had an opportunity to do stuff on the radio side as well so definitely uh, a huge loss for the hip hop community. And again, just some thoughts and prayers out um, to the family um, and to all his fans and, and friends as well. I hate when we got to start the show like that, <sighs> but life happens. But in the building with me this evening, um, she has to be one of the hardest working young women, hardest working people, period. I'm not even going to genderize it um that i've met since i've been in the game and i i have to give her a shout out on like every other show that i do because it seems like <laughs> <laughs> every other show that i do at least every other show um the guest is someone that i've met through um my guest tonight and i've been trying to get up here man she's been ducking me for like six months <laughs> you know she claimed she was sick and then she was <laughs> no but um mj savino Four-time publicist of the year, hip hop connects, and all of that stuff. Welcome. I 
finally got you here. Andrea. You finally got me. Finally got you here. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm so excited. I've been I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Me um, too. So when you finally committed to a date, I was like, yes, I finally got <laughs> to a date. But I understand, you know, with with all that you do, you know, um, just your roster and the amount of people that you're working with, uh, you know, I, I definitely understand. And then I know at one point you did actually get sick. I was saying that in a joking manner, but you did, know. you know, get sick <laughs> for a second. And of course, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, harass you during those times, but it's definitely an honor <laughs> and a privilege. And I just really want to thank you, um, you know, ever since day one, I think when we've connected, especially since I started doing this particular show, um, you've connected me with some amazing guests. And, um, wow. you know, I look forward, I look forward to those email blasts, you know, every now <laughs> and, then, and I can skim through, you know, and see who I'm interested in, in bringing on. So I definitely appreciate you for that and all of the hard work that you do. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. It's definitely a pleasure to be on. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of the radio hosts say the same thing, but, you know, I have my publicist hat on, so it's, I'm geared exactly. to, well, let's put my artists on first. Let's yeah. let them shine first. <laughs> And, and, and then that I'll I can, come back. <laughs> yeah, and, and that I can I can definitely understand because um I believe it's probably the publicist hat that play, that pays a lot of the bills and you know yes. all the things that you do. So <laughs> we definitely <laughs> understand that being first. But um, <clears throat> you know, I, this is gonna be great because this is a, actually a learning experience for me tonight because outside of the emails, you know. I don't really know MJ. So tell us a little bit about yourself. And I told you earlier, I'm from Baltimore. Uh, where are you checking in from? Right. I'm checking in from uh, South Jersey, South. Okay. <clears throat> right around the Atlantic City border. So I'm yeah. kind of, you know, in the middle of Philly and New York, which is ideal for me. So if you're on a New Jersey turnpike heading up to AC, um, chances are we're going to pass you, correct? Yes. Gotcha. Definitely. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I, I haven't been to Atlantic City and forever um oh i went to atlantic city the day after tracy morgan was in the oh wow okay the walmart truck on i believe that was a turnpike yeah it was kind of eerie because it was literally less than 24 hours and as we're driving up the turnpike you could still see parts of the vehicles all over the road you know and, and that was crazy. And, you know, God bless, you know, the fact that he's still here with us because exactly. just from looking at the debris that, that was on the road that day, you could tell that it was a, you know, a, a major accident. But that's the, that's probably the last time I've been wow. in the city, man. That's, yeah, that was a while ago, too. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Definitely. But yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about MJ. I need to get to know MJ because I need to know the person <laughs> from the other side of all of these emails and stuff that. So MJ came about, I want to say maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago um, in the music industry. I've always had the name, uh, the nickname MJ. And it's funny, it, it I've been a social worker. I was a social worker for about 15 years before I hung up the hat and decided to do this full time. Um, and one of the drug and alcohol programs that I worked in, a couple of the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of the, uh, clients there would refer to me as MJ. Now I'm not a Spider-Man fan or all that stuff. <laughs> That's not me. So I had no clue what they meant when they kept calling me MJ. And then someone actually broke it down. Um, and so it kind of stuck with me over the years. 
Um, and then when I came into, you know, the world of music and entertainment, it kind of stuck and it just felt right. So I kept that name MJ. Um, which is good actually in a way, because in the beginning when I first came out um, and I had the name MJ, I didn't really have a lot of pictures of myself. I was promoting my brand so much. I was just putting my logo everywhere. So when people would hit me up for services, they didn't know if they were talking to a man or a woman, <clears throat> which I liked because I, you know, the, Hey honey, the, Hey sweetie, the, Hey ma, and you know what I mean? I'm quick to shut that down right away. And for the record, I never did that. No, any you never did. <laughs> the record. Let the record show. <laughs> yes, let the record show. No, definitely not. You're not in that category at all. <laughs> That's too funny. Too funny. Um, but yeah, like I said, I was a social worker for about 15 years. Um, and it's kind of ironic because social work and the music scene really go hand in hand in so many different aspects. Mm. Um so after that, I kind of hung up the hat. It was time to, to leave social work. Um, I was getting a little burnt out after 15 years. Um, <clears throat> and I've always been writing. I've been a published poet since I was nine. So writing and music have always been a part of me, no matter what I'm doing in life or what I was doing in life. Um, so I started blogging for some blogs. Um, shout out to Lyrically Fit and UTM Radio in Philly. Um, they really opened up the door for me. They welcomed me to their platform. Um, I was blogging for them, doing some interviews. Um, and from there, it kind of just took off to other blogs were reaching out to me for me to, you know, contribute to their site. Um, some indie artists were hitting me up randomly to um, help promote themselves and their music and their brands. Um, so it kind of just, you know, took off from there. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I will say the first year that I did put myself out there, I mean, anyone that has their own business, I'm sure can relate. Um, it's very nerve wracking. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, can I do this? Is this going to be able to pay the bills? You know, all that goes through your mind. Um, so the first year was just really a lot of knuckling down, networking, building, all of that stuff, putting myself out there. Um, and, it, and it definitely paid off. Definitely. I just want to I want to go back to the social work part a little bit. Um, yes. My wife uh, being now a social worker, probably for the better part of 12 years or so. Mm. Actually, I want to maybe say a little bit longer than that. I can't remember exactly when she got her degree, but I can definitely <laughs> understand the burnout <laughs> that yes. you uh, probably felt. Um in that field because I see it on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, with her, um, right. you know, her working in, in different facilities. Um, and you know, my wife, and I'm not just saying this to get brownie points. She's very good at what she does. <laughs> and she, uh, goes above and beyond, um, the norm, I believe, you know, for her patients. Right. Um, and she really has this love, um, you know, for working with older, you know, adults, but it can be so taxing, you know, Yes. Um, when you're in a facility, you know, like hers, where you can leave work and a person, you know, will be alive. And, you know, an hour later, you get a phone call saying that that patient has died or you go to work the next morning and the patient's not there. Not there. You know, yeah. And, you know, dealing with um, 
<laughs> dealing with patients, families <laughs> can be, right. you know, really, really taxing. And, you know, sometimes every now and then, you know, she'll call me throughout the day and I can tell by the tone of her voice that's a tough one, you know, or she'll, she'll come home, you know, sometimes and just take a shower and get a glass of wine and just go to bed. Those, those are the days that, you know, I say I could never be a social worker because I, right. I can't, you know, it's not for everybody. No. So I, I commend you for sticking in, you know, with it that long. I don't know, you know, the capacity that you were doing it with, but it's really, it, it takes a special, it takes a special heart to do social work. And I think that it does. I think that people that are outside of that realm that don't understand it or don't have any kind of connection with it, you know, don't really understand it. I truly didn't understand until, right. you know, my wife started doing it. And, you know, there's been some times when I want to, you know, tell her to call me when a particular family member is there so I can pay a visit to see what the problem <laughs> is. But, you know, I know that, you know, we can't do that because, you know, she needs right. a job. So but yeah, it's very taxing. So I definitely um, commend you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Um, so how, how did you... How did you transition from the writing and the blogging over to actually becoming a publicist? And I didn't mention this, but she's four-time publicist of the year, by the way. Y'all. And, <laughs> and, and the the work that I see her put in on a daily basis, it's probably going to be, you know, four or five more, you know. <laughs> I appreciate that. that. <laughs> so, um, again, I, can't, I guess it kind of just transitioned by itself because I was doing the blogs, I was doing the magazines, artists were hitting me up for some promotion. Um, and then I just kind of sat down one day and just kind of like mapped everything out and did a blueprint and really, really kind of like researched the definition of a publicist. And I was like, well, holy shit, that's everything that I'm doing. <laughs> Plus <Thank> more. <laughs> so, wow, I do have a role and, you know, I can do this. And, you know, I think that really helped me, um, know you have to break down the different roles you know publicist manager booking agent talent buyer um digital you know marketing team all that because everyone has their their specific roles so um you know i made it a point for me to kind of stay in my publicist bubble and i still make it a point to stay in my publicist bubble um so a publicist, so my role pretty much is to, if an artist does not have any presence, um, we're going to give them a presence, whether it's, you know, they need social media branding, they need a social media presence, um, you know, putting music out there, building a brand, building a fan base, um, and then keeping them consistent in the public eye and consistent in the music industry. No gaps at all. It has to be consistent and it has to be ongoing. <clears throat> so there's that. Um, a lot of people think that a publicist will get you paid shows, um, you know, will get you streams on Spotify and will sell your merch and do all that. That's not us. That's not a publicist right. is really not in charge of making sure you get monetized in any way. So your manager for that, your, you know, your booking agent and things like that. That's a door that I that I really don't want to open. I'm comfortable in my publicist bubble, and that's where I shall stay. 
Um, so again, so some of the different things that we do is um, getting artists on blogs, getting artists featured in magazines, um, doing different radio campaigns with artists, whether it's strictly just FM or, you know, some internet stations as well, nationally, internationally, um, spins, rotation, interviews, anything that's going to keep them relevant um, in the industry is really what we're going to do. Um, album listening parties, listening sessions, things like that. Um, social media marketing and artist development. That's a big one. <clears throat> artist development is a major, major thing, um, you know, that I definitely take pride in that I do because now that we're in this tech world, there is no artist development. There's no more A&Rs. Everything is done via the internet. So one of the things I definitely like to, you know, educate, especially the younger guys coming into the game is that they really need to, to have a backup plan. You know, back in the day when people would put music out, it was also boots to the ground, feet to the ground. You know, there was no social media to promote. You had to promote yourself. You had to promote your music, you know, selling CDs out of your trunk, um, putting postcards everywhere, going to every club where the DJ was at, all that stuff. Had to have a street team to do. Absolutely. The street team. Exactly. And it's non-existent nowadays. So. Just in that last three minutes, you literally answered about four other questions that I was going <laughs> to ask you. But so I want to so you built these relationships with the artists, with some artists. But so is your business basically I know you, you do a hell of a lot of networking. You, you have to in this business. But every day um, is this more like a word of mouth thing with with uh, you being able to get some of the clients that you have? Or is this just literally you just reaching out and saying, hey, I know you don't have a publicist or are you looking for a publicist or is it kind of right. like a combination of the two? In the beginning, it was me putting myself out there, literally like just sending, you know, my speech and my pitch out to every artist, sending blasts to artists, going on LinkedIn and finding artists and sending them all my information. Um, so really in the beginning, it was me putting myself out there. Hey, you know, I, I see you're an artist, you're an up and coming artist, you have some music out, you're on social media, you know, here's the benefits of having a publicist, here's what I can do for you. Um, you know, 10 years later, it's a little bit different. Um, my name is known, my brand is known. Um, so now it's a lot of word of mouth, um, a lot of returning clients, you know, um, and that's and that's really what it's about. I mean, there's no better promotion than word of mouth. Um, I get a lot of different artists hit me up to say, hey, you know, so-and-so told me to hit you up because, you know, you did a PR campaign with him and da-da-da-da-da. So yeah. definitely word of mouth, I, I would say, at this point. Yeah, and that's that's the, that's the when that's when you know you're doing it right, you know. Right. Because people, <laughs> people are not going to recommend you when you screwed up their campaign. Right, and stuff absolutely. Like that, especially in that business. And um. The one thing that I've noticed is that at least for the people that you've sent to me or that I've reached out, you know, back out to you about, it's not only just music, you know, that you're doing, you know, you right. have authors and, you know, people that are in other fields as well. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Yes. I love it. Cause it, you know, I get to work with a variety of different people. Yeah. Like you said, authors, um, filmmakers, artists, models, producers, so, you know, again, it goes back to the social work. It, it just, yeah. everything meshes, yeah, exactly. it really does. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, the, and the amazing thing is that each and every person um, that I've had so far has had nothing but amazing things to say about you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think your work kind of speaks for itself. Um, Thank you. To, to this point. And I don't I don't know, you know, how the whole publicist of the year, you know, works. I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> who votes and all of that kind of stuff but it, it it doesn't surprise me at this point when when i see you make that announcement and i think i've been working with you for like two years now so yeah 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 that's that's awesome thank um, you who've been some of your favorite uh people to work with i won't just say artists some of your favorite people to work with um <clears throat> definitely rampage and i say rampage because um you know he was my very very first celebrity interview that I'd ever did. And we're going back, you know, decades. Um, <clears throat> and then a couple of years later, uh, me and his manager started talking and, you know, they kind of brought me into the team. Um, so definitely Rampage, because at this point, it's just like a big brother relationship. You know, yeah. we speak every day. Of course, it's always about business and stuff like that. But we've just been, we've had this working relationship for so many years that he's definitely you know, my favorite, he always will be. Rampage is the type of man that no matter what the conversation is, that energy and that passion will come out. He could be talking about walking a dog and it's just <laughs> all that passion and energy coming out of him. <laughs> it's insane. And, and you know what? He And I love working with him too, because it's not just music when it comes to him. He We have so many other things going on. He's got a sneaker line, the water line, so many other endeavors going on, not just in music. Oh, so. And, and it's exciting. It's very exciting. I didn't know that. So after this, we yes. need to talk about getting Rampage up on the of show. Of course we can set yeah. that up. Absolutely. You actually, when you mentioned him, you actually made me correct myself because now that I think about it, it's been about three years if not a little longer because wow um when i was with power 4.4 radio we were actually playing some of his mixes and you had to start sending me the mixes and that i believe that's how we connected yes i think, yes. You, connected, I think you connected with my partner jay mcgraw first yes yeah um to give him some phone interviews and then i met you through him and that's yes. how we connected now that I, gosh it has been about yeah here. it has been a while Wow. Um, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. And yeah, um, right? you know, Rampage, um, of course, a lot of people, when you listen, when you hear the name, don't put two and two together to realize right. who it is. Um, but, you know, he was one of the members of the Flip Mode Squad. And as far as I know, still kind of, you know, carries the mantra. Absolutely. Of, He's the first lieutenant. Um, yeah. And they actually just wrapped up their um, group project. Um, all the original members are on the um, are on the album yeah. um, that should be coming out, you know, hopefully this year, if not this year, the beginning of next year. Um, but we're really, really hyped about that. And most importantly, he had my favorite verse on the Flavor in Your Ear remix. <laughs> Hands down. Hands he had my down. Favorite verse. It's not the baby. A lot of people, a lot of people slept on rap. You're right. You're absolutely as a, right. As an MC. But he got some bars, and that's definitely my favorite verse. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying that so you can get him on the show. <laughs> I'm saying that because, yeah, that that 2194 man, that's yep. my favorite. That's my hands favorite down. Person. I'm with you on that one. And um, <laughs> another person um that I really appreciate you helping me connect with was uh speech. Oh my goodness, um, yes. Development. <clears throat> um, 
when speech and uh what's the producer's name configure configure <clears throat> they uh they came on the show they were a little bit late and right <laughs> just to kind of hold time uh i played a live you uh, i played a, a youtube video of arrested development live in dc mm. and they were okay. actually they were killing that show and when configure and speech finally came into the back room they were having so much fun that i also i almost wanted to just let the whole concert right like, it was like a good hour left but you know um speech was so down to earth you know he was he was so cool and again uh one of the people that really spoke highly of you so yeah his energy his energy is incredible you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's always been revolutionary. It's always going to be revolutionary. Um, you know, the way he sees things, it's just, it, he's incredible. And he was another one of my very, very first interviews going back like 10, 12 years. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's, when he speaks, I get chills because it's just yeah. like, like I said, it's revolutionary. That's yeah. the first word that comes to mind when I think of him. But and yes, not... and very down to earth. Very, yeah, very right. down to earth. Right. And I'm not I'm not going to say that he challenged the roots to a versus, but when we put the question out there that who would the roots see in a versus, actually it was Configure who right. said it first because of the uh you know the, the two bands and the concept right. of them playing live music. But you know, speech kinda, you know, after he stopped being modest, was like, Yeah, I'm with the smoke, so you know, <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead. <laughs> And I think that, that would be a, a real dope versus. Um, I agree. Actually, you know, I think since um, since the locks and Dipset, I think the verses have kind of dropped off a little bit. So they need something to kind of add a spark. Well, we got, you know, Onyx and um, Cypress Hill up next. I heard about that one. I heard about so, that you know, we'll sh we shall see what's going to happen with that. And I don't know what's going on with the promotion, but I didn't even know that they did one yesterday. Oh really? Yeah, they did one. Uh, apparently, it was like a Easter, uh, you know, special with uh, Mary Mary and BB and CC Wannins. I didn't know that either. I had no idea. Somebody mentioned it to me today, and I was like, "Oh, like <laughs> totally over the head." <laughs> I oh. missed that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Hip Hop Connects. Yes, MJ's Hip Hop Connects. MJ's Hip Hop Connects. Um. And you'll have to excuse my memory because I don't remember how I came up with the name. I really don't. I wow. <laughs> I want to say that somebody kind of put it together for me, but okay. I honestly don't remember how it came about. But I knew that I needed some, you know, a catchy name. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be a little different, so I put the ex at the end of it. Um, and it's really just your one stop for all your PR needs. One stop for everything. Um, I just incorporated, you know, in-house production. We have an in-house DJ. Um, we have distro if you need it. <clears throat> so everything is pretty much in-house. And if there's something that an artist needs that's not that I'm not capable of providing for them, then I'll refer them to, um, you know, I have a, a lot of partners. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. I have a couple of partners that I trust 100%. And we've referred clients back and forth to each other. Um, so if I can't do it for an artist, I'm not going to say I can do it for an artist because a lot of people will do that. Yeah, we can do that. We'll get that done. 
Um, I'm very honest with my clients what I can and what, uh, you know, is not in my realm of what I can do. <clears throat> so if it's not in MJ's Hip Hop Connects, then we will definitely refer you to another source that can get it done for you. I want to ask you a very interesting question because I have my thought process of what I see as a publicist slash public relations, whatever it is that you want to. Um, right. Are you responsible for like, and, and with the people that you work with, you may have never even had these issues, but I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about like when an athlete does something stupid and they're in the news for, you know, whatever it may be, their public relations person is the one that has to come up with this cleanup speech, you know, so to speak. Right. And either, you know, pretty much compose a speech for the, the athlete or the person in general, or be the spokesperson, you know, the, the, li the liaison between Right. in the media. Do you serve in that capacity as well? I do. <clears throat> and I don't know if it's because it, it's a so-called job under the umbrella, but okay. for me personally, if an artist is not moving right and I'm representing them, mm. they're tainting my brand and my name. And I refuse to have that. I don't care how small or big the artist is. I'm, I don't play with that. Um, and I've had a couple of instances where I had to, you know, call out a client on a couple of things. One client is doing, you know, an interview, like we're doing a video. He's laying in bed with no shirt on and he's doing an interview. What? Yeah. It <laughs> and shitting. I said to the interviewer, you should have just ended the interview. Why did you conduct say, I'm the shut, interview? I'm shutting that down immediately. Yeah, exactly. I'm shutting like, that down. That's not happening. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. Um, and then you get some artists that, once they start seeing their own progression, um, sometimes a little bit of arrogance comes into play instead of being humble. No, um, no, not, no. Impossible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, a lot of times I do jump in and again, it's not because I have to, it's just because I'm representing you. So when you act a fool, you're making my brand look like a fool as well. And, and I can't have that. Yeah. That's, that's so that's so important these days because, um, you know, even with a podcast like this, you know, access granted, you know, the day that I started doing this became a brand. Exactly. And, um, you know, I want everything, whether it was this or whether it was Baltimore flavor radio or whether it was power 4.4 or, you know, worldwide flavor when I had the stations, um, like you said, everything that happens, you know, the shows, like when I was a co-owner of the radio stations, Every show that I brought in or that we brought in because it was, you know, my partner's not right. was a reflection of our brand. So we didn't want a lot of ratchet, you know, that's right. Stuff happening on air. And, you know, we, we were very cognizant of the language that was being used, the music right. that was being played and, and people, you know, not to disrespect the younger generation, but people don't understand that because it seems like it's so much the standard. But yeah. the one thing that I always try to tell people is that I know my demographics of people that watch me. Right. And a lot of those people don't want to hear some of the stuff that, you know, <laughs> they don't want to hear the F-bomb, you know, every exactly. other day, you know, and stuff like that. And I think people, you know, in the industry have to really be aware of how fragile, you know, your brand can be and how quickly it can be shut down. Yes. You know, as a result of just, you know, one, you know, one mistake. 
Absolutely. And that goes back to artist development, too, because a lot of times, you know, the younger guys coming up in the game, they need prepping on, you know, how to how to interview. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They really do. <laughs> and Absolutely. I mean, and it, it's understandable, though, because, you know, you're, you're talking about a lot of and I'm going to I'm just going to say young black men in general, because it's the majority of us as far as hip hop is concerned. Mm -hmm. um that we're coming straight off the streets you right know, we're coming straight out of you know whatever neighborhood and proper english is a thing of the past in a lot of you know in a lot yeah of and they can't you have a lot of them that need that training in order to be in order to be able to transition from you know the way you talk to your homeboy as opposed right. to the way that you talk to the person that's interviewing you Right. And the one thing that I learned in doing this is that, you know, especially when I was doing radio, um, you have people that act like they're doing you a favor when they come be on your show. A lot of young people, a lot of very new people, you know, yes. act like they're doing you a favor. And I had to tell a few people like, nah, bro, you know, exactly. more people know me than know you because you just you just put out your first record last week. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody. Nobody here knows you, bro. I'm trying to, right. you know, I liked your song and I believe in you. So I'm trying to, you know, help you, you know, exactly a new audience and, you know, try to get you some fans that, you know, you might not have otherwise, but it's, it's a real fine line, you know, a real fine balance. It really is. Well, but the artist development part is, is very important. It's and crucial. As far as your artist development training, like what does that entail? Um, so usually it's over the phone. Um, you know, I'll have a conversation with the artist when they hit me up and they're ready to move forward with a PR campaign. Um, you know, one of the things that I ask them first is, you know, are you willing to take guidance and advice? Um, are you willing to hear, you know, constructive criticism? Um, are you willing to hear if, you know, maybe your music is off? Maybe you need to do this with your music. Um, and the first thing also is, are you willing to, if you don't already know, know and learn the history of hip hop, regardless of the wow. lane that you're going to be in, whether it's trap, mumble, um, even anything, whatever lane you're going to be in, you still need to know and learn the history, regardless of the lane. And that's one of the things I stress so much because it's so important. I take it you grew up as a hip hop head. Of course. <laughs> that that statement alone lets me know that you grew up as a hip hop. Yes, it's awesome. imperative. Yeah. You can't move in this industry unless you know the history. And again, a lot of the young guys that or girls, whatever, artists in general that come up in this generation now think that the only thing they need to do is get on the mic and put music out. And they're an artist. You know, that's only 10% of it, if that. Mm. So <clears throat> it's so, a lot. And then you have some artists that, that are be up front and say, no, 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 I'm not changing my music. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. All money's not good money. You know, mm. I've turned down working with artists just because they refuse to change their mentality yeah. or be open to changing their mentality to be successful. So, so they they pretty much stagnate themselves at that point. Exactly. They'll be the ones that you don't hear about next year, you know. Right. <laughs> or <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, or tomorrow, you know. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, not sure how long you've been 
in the game as a whole, but how do you feel like the presence of the internet and social media has changed um, not only from the artist side, of course, but from your perspective and what it is that you do? I think that, you know, there's pros and cons when you talk about that. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I think when I, when I think of the, you know, the OGs who have the street team uh, ability under their, under their belts, if social media and internet and everything tech wise crashed, they would still know how to put out music. They would still know how to get their fans and keep their fans. But on the flip side of that, <clears throat> the younger generation, if everything was to crash, they don't have that knowledge and sometimes capability to go out there and get a street team and do all that. So I think it varies a lot of the ways in, and that's one of the things, you know, that I stress too is bridging the gap in, in uh, you know, that generational gap in hip hop because the young kids can learn from the OGs, but the OGs can learn from the young ones too. Um, because not, you know, a lot of the OGs, sometimes I notice they just put out music, you know, like, oh shit, so-and-so just dropped an album. Like what? I didn't even know that that was a thought process or, you know, that that was, that they were thinking of creating a new album. KRS-One. Um, KRS-One yes. is a prime example. We just dropped the album like three exactly. weeks ago. Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it. <laughs> Nobody. So a lot of times I think um, they think that their name alone, you know, is going to, you know, cause this big presence and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. But again, they're not too savvy on the tech side of it and the importance of social media and digital marketing and all of that. And that's where the younger generation can really help with that. Do you think that there can ever be a time where there's a full marriage of the two? I mean, I do, and I see it. Um, I see it with Billy Dance. I see it with Rampage. Um, you know, we hold our monthly Heat DJ Coalition conference call once a month, um, and artists come on the line and they break their their new music. Um, and the majority of the artists that are coming on are younger um, artists that are breaking their music. We also have legendary artists that are on the line as well. They might be dropping some music or they may just be dropping some jewels. Um, <clears throat> so that interaction with the, with the young artists and, you know, some of the legends and pioneers that we have on, the interaction and, you know, the communication going on between the, the two of them really is a beautiful thing. Um, Billy Dan's is, <clears throat> is another one. Um, you know, although he still puts out that, you know, that heavy hitting, you know, MOP vibe, he brings in a lot of younger producers, um, <clears throat> collabs with a lot of younger artists. And even though, you know, he's got that classic, you know, hard thumping bass and just that New York vibe, he does incorporate a little bit of that, um, newer age sound. So it's kind of a blend of both. Not everyone can do that. He does it to perfection. Um, and he's big on, you know, bringing old and new and new and old together. So those are the two people I think of. And, and I definitely think it can be done. It, both need to be open-minded. You know what I mean? If you're an OG, don't shit on a, a, a young guy just because you don't like their music. Yeah. Don't listen to it. Remember that you were an old, you remember that you were a young guy and people yes. listened to music 25 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's what I say to everybody. Instead of putting somebody down just because you don't like their music, you know, 
what is something positive? They're hungry. They're eager. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have a team. They have a budget. They're working. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to like their music. Yeah. You know, when we grew up, we didn't like every single category of rap that there was. I know I personally didn't. Absolutely. <clears throat> Hip hop is going to continue to evolve and evolve. I shout out to Billy Dance. Um, I had yes. an opportunity to meet him kind of in passing. Um, some years ago, there used to be a festival called the Rock the Bells Festival. Yes. Um, that used to come to Baltimore every year. And um, I went to every last Rock the Bells Festival that came here, by the way. Um, <laughs> one year, MOP um, was on the show with Busta Rhymes and Karis One, and there was a bunch of people. And I'll never forget that because, um, like, we, they have it at a, a, a outside venue when it comes here. Right. And there's a main stage, and then there's a, a, a festival stage in the back. And you always had to look at the schedule to see who you wanted to see on the main stage, who you wanted okay. to see on the backstage. Right. Um, at this time, Annie Up Remix is my favorite song, hands down. I got Busta Rhymes in the building. I got MOP in the building. I know I'm getting the Annie Up Remix, but the crazy part right. of it was, and this, this just shows you how down to earth these artists can be. You got KRS-One running around with these big hawk gloves on. <laughs> He's running around and Spliff Star has a water gun and they're running around like literally messing with everybody that's you know right. that's, you know out in the venue, you know, in, right. the, in the area and everywhere. And I'm laughing at them and I'm talking to my boy, and I just happened to glance to my right, and Billy Dan is leaning on a tree with a <laughs> bottle of Hennessy and a blunt in his hand and i was like yo that's billy and he just gave me this nod like what's up homie he was like yo y'all doing annie up right he was like well we don't perform without doing annie up of and course. We in the building he was like nigga you damn right we gonna kill it so i was like yes <laughs> and of course needless to say they they demolished that joint it felt like the roof was getting ready to come off when they did the, the joint today my my true goal in life is to see every artist on that Annie Up remix perform that song. Mm, that would be insane. And everybody. Absolutely. Everybody. That would be insane. Shout out to Billy Danzo, man. Definitely a legend. Um, yeah, he's um, another one who's extremely down to earth. And it's so funny because when I set up interviews for him, sometimes the hosts are a little intimidated because they just automatically assume they're going to get that stage persona. And he is he's the complete opposite when you're having a normal conversation with him. You know, his his tone is is soft. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's just different. But a lot of people are intimidated because that's what they associate him with. And he's quite the opposite. So being five thousand percent transparent, that's actually the reason that I haven't reached out about him or Fred. <laughs> I'm being honest. I love because it. for one, because for one, I I would love to have both members, you know. Right. Um, but you also because I've never seen him do an interview, so I don't know how he is in that realm, and I didn't want to get him up here and and be like, oh, I want to ask him all your questions, and you know. <laughs> well, we'll get him up. We'll get him up there for you, and you'll see. You you'll be taken back, like wow. That's awesome. That's, funny that's story awesome. about Billy Dance too. It's a very very funny story. Back when COVID first hit, 
and my daughter was uh, was home. I was homeschooling her. My friends um, had to work, so I had her kids too. So I have three kids in my house homeschooling, all different ages. Um, and Billy Dan's calls me, and a lot of times when we talk, we're just shooting the shit. Mm -hmm. But this time we had like a major deadline that we had, like it had to be done at that moment. So I have homeschooling going on and I'm also trapping squirrels in my laundry room. (laughs) (laughs) The minute Billy Dance calls me, I got the phone like this. I'm in the laundry room. The squirrel jumps in the cage. I'm running out of the laundry room. Everyone in the house is screaming. And he's like, MJ, you good? Do I need to call somebody? <laughs> so you got the mother, the publicist, and the squirrel catcher. It was, it was so that. funny. And he was so calm. He was just like, do yeah. I need to call somebody for you? <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's dope. One of the funniest things I've ever seen Billy do, um, there's a video on YouTube where they're showing, <laughs> they're basically walking through Brownsville. Right. And... At some point, they decide that they're going to go look for bootleggers. <laughs> and they're walking down the street <laughs> with aluminum bats in their hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I love MOP, man. MOP is, is definitely probably top 10 um, greatest groups of all times for me, just because they're so different. They're, they're so different. You know, their energy level is different. Absolutely. Um, A whole nother level. Yeah, and I, you know, thank God I had a chance to see them perform live. Uh, I really, you know. Yeah. And I'm sitting here jealous right now because I'm sitting here looking at this picture of you and another lady who's on my hip hop bucket list. Oh yes. <laughs> Queen Latifah. She's on my bucket list too. That didn't even count. <laughs> we have the same bucket list. <laughs> And I don't have, and my list isn't my list, my my actual interview list of. I have more people that I still want to see perform live, right? Than I actually want to interview. If I get mm. the chance to interview whoever, then that's fine. But right, Latifa, she, you know, <laughs> there's no lady, words. That lady's first video, and um, the had it up to here joint man is like. And you yep. took a picture with her, and I'm I'm so jealous right now. I think I want to end the interview. I'm, I'm and, jealous. <laughs> you know what? That wasn't even anything music related at all. Mm. So part of the when I was a social worker, I was deployed by FEMA during Hurricane Sandy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, as a crisis counselor. <clears throat> so during that time, um, they were doing a lot of rebuilding of school playgrounds um, mm. and things like that. So. I, th- I believe she sponsored one or I don't remember how that took place, but she was coming down to be, to help with, you know, this, the, the oh. rebuilding, the construction, I mean, like cement, uh, wood chips, everything. Um, and she came down and I'll never forget it. Cause she came down, she had a Tim's on jeans, t-shirt, hair pulled back. Like she knew she was going to get in the dirt with everybody so, else. So that was Dana and not. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. And I had a couple opportunities to kind of interact with her, but it just, it didn't happen. Cause I'm carrying cement. She's carrying something else. We're, we're, you know, right. crossing paths. 
Right. And then finally, when we went to the, the kids section where the kids are like decorating and stuff like that, you know, I had a brief second to just, you know, introduce myself and, you know, tell her what an inspiration she was to me and, you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Um, but she's so she's funny, too, because there was certain press that was invited. And then, you know, of course, you have people that want to sneak through the bushes and stuff like that. Sure. Well, she got real. <laughs> She got real Newark on them quick. It was so funny to see because she didn't care who was around or what cameras were on her. She was like, you're not supposed to be here. Get the fuck out. Mm. It was classic, classic. A lot of a lot of people don't realize there's a difference between Dana and Queen Latifah. Absolutely. It's a, it's a big difference. Like <laughs> Queen, Absolutely. Queen Latifah is the makeup commercials. Yes. You know, and all of that stuff you see. <laughs> You know, Dana, like you said, pulls up in Thames and a hoodie. Yes. But you know what is so beautiful about it is that she'll bring Dana out whenever and mm-hmm. wherever. She doesn't hide her. <laughs> She's always there. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if I ever get fortunate enough to interview her, you can be my co-host for that show. Oh, definitely. Ever, definitely. Ever, ever, ever make that happen. Dana or Latifah, whichever one of y'all might be watching today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh want to give you guys a holler. So um like what's what's on board for you like for the rest of 2022? You have any uh new people that you're going to be working with or any like, you know, other projects or stuff that you might be doing? So, I just started working with um Young Hump and Money B. Um they have some new music out. They have uh Young Hump has a new album out and they have um a collaborative album that's going to be coming out soon. Um is this Money. Digital Underground? Yes, from Digital oh Underground. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so they have that. They have a collaborative project coming out, the two of them. Young Hump has his own album out. Um, they have a, a hot summer banger track um, that's exclusive right now only for DJs um, because it's NFT and gotcha. that's stuff that I don't understand, so don't ask me. Right. But anyone that that wants information on, you know, the whole NFT thing and the metaverse thing, um, Money B would be more than happy to break it down. I mean, he'll get on a live and break it down for you. He'll get on the phone with you and break it down for you. If that's something you want to, you know, learn about or whatever, that's your go-to guy for all of that stuff. Wow. Um, He's been around for a while, man. He's- yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm excited, you know, to be working with them. Um, I will eventually this year get back in, into, um, radio. I definitely miss that, but it's just, you know, picking what's the right platform, you know, for myself. I do, um, have a couple of review shows that I jump on a couple of times a month on different stations, which for right now is okay. Um, while I'm kind of, you know, feeling everything out of where I want to be and in terms of radio, um, I'm also starting a a virtual um, artist development. I don't want to call it class, but um, you know, about an hour where we kind of break down the science of <clears throat> of artistry and and what's expected of an artist and what's and what they expect from professionals that they hire. Um, so we're going to be doing that probably on a monthly basis. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff, Rampage, you know, a lot of stuff I can't speak about right now, but there's a lot of things in the works, um, you know, besides the sneakers and besides the water. Um, Rampage keeps me busy. I got to tell you that. He he keeps me going. 
Because <laughs> once he's done with something else, he's got an immediate thought, you know, to start something else. I'm not mad at him at all. Fred. Absolutely gotta, not. Gotta Absolutely going. not. Absolutely not. Um, and then, you know, working with, like I said, it's always a pleasure and always rewarding to, you know, work with returning customers. Um, <clears throat> because I get to see, you know, where they are now from when, where, you know, they were when we first started working together, yeah. you know, and it's, that's the most rewarding part of it, honestly, is just to see an artist progress. Yeah. I remember when I was doing, when I first started out doing radio, um, I had the show was called Baltimore Flavor Radio. So, of course, you know, 95 percent of it was geared to, you know, artists and, you know, actors and dancers and singers, right. everything from Baltimore. And the one thing that always made me the, the most proud was when after I had a chance to interview a person for the first time, they would come back to me a year or so later and be like, yo, I'm dropping a new album. I'm bringing it to you first. So I yes. want to you know, interview with you first and so on and so forth. Like that return, you know, yes. You can't put a price tag on it. Yeah, you really it, can't. It means a lot. Um, it does. And I don't think people realize that like when you're in major radio, like if you're on like the breakfast club. Right. You know, something like that. Shout out to Jay McGraw. He just checked in with his Power 4.4 radio, the station where the people are the power. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're in that big of a market on, on a big show like that, then, you know, the returning artists are what they are. You know, that that's kind of like when they're making their their, their media rounds, that's right. where they come. But right. On, you know, smaller shows like this and, you know, the shows that we had, you know, with Baltimore Flavor Radio, um, it means a lot. It does. To your, to your brand as a whole when someone you know, reaches out to you and says, Hey, I want to come back. Right. Or whatever the case may be, even if, and, and a lot of times it's even if they're not dropping a project, it's like, yo, I just want to come back because I like the vibe. Right. Like the conversation. You know what I'm saying? That, right. that to me is like winning the MVP. Absolutely. You, know? yeah. you can't put a price tag on that. Yeah. You really uh, can. You know, one of my favorite things too, is when artists are about to drop a new project, um, you know, and weeks before they're about to, you know, release it or whatever, you know, MJ, check your inbox, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, I get to hear something before anybody else in the whole entire world. <laughs> so that's funny that you said that because I'm the same way when you send those emails out now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she got some stuff that, I, that I, I'm going to hear before, you know, right. Joe Blow, you, right. know, hears it, you know what I mean? I love that. I love that. It's too that funny. You already know, bro. Shout out to my sister Puddin', uh, uh, Puddin' in the building. But yeah, that's that's a that's a major that's a major um happy moment for me when yeah. I have people you know that want to come back. Definitely. Yeah, I can I can relate. I can relate. So what else you want to talk about before we before we get out of here? You got anything anything pressing? Any? You know what? Let me ask you this because I've never asked this to a person that's not an actual artist. Give me your top five favorite MCs. Oh my God! I hate this yes. top five question. Come on! I <laughs> hate to say this. For me, it was the women of hip hop <clears throat> because because growing up, you know, I was a teenager when I first, you know, like 13, when I first heard, you know, Queen Latifah, MC Light, Yo-Yo, you know, all of them. So why and, didn't you start rapping? <laughs> listen, I do got bars. I'm a poet. Uh -oh. I got some bars. Don't play. I wait, I can't freestyle. So don't ask me to spit right now, but <laughs> I can write oh. you something. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
when you're 13 years old, like that's a critical time. Like you're trying to figure out, you know, who you are, what you want to be. Yeah. And I thought it was fucking amazing that these women came out not as a sex symbol, not as a video vixen, yeah. um, you know, in their jeans, in their Tims, in a T-shirt, got on the mic. And some of them were a lot better than the men in the industry who and not only that, they <laughs> held their own in a male dominated industry. Jay McGraw said, Dylon, 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 Dylon and Dylon. <laughs> Hey, look, you know what? It's, it's funny that you say that because for me, the um, the Moni Love verse on Ladies First. Oh, my God. Totally changed my perspective of the woman MC. I was like, damn, she just demolished this joint. Yep. And then Lady of Rage came out and just forever yes. made me fall in love with women hip hop. They got Rod Digga, I mean, Lyric Jones. You got so many out there. And till this day, they're still holding their... I mean, look at Queen Latifah. There's nothing that she hasn't done in music or outside of music. She's a fucking legend. Here I am talking about artist development and not cursing, and I'm cursing like a truck driver. <laughs> God, I wish... I spent, I spent a lot of the last 20 years wishing Latifah would drop another hip-hop album. Oh, man. I, I would give anything for a Queen Latifah album. I would, too. I that really would. Amazing. Then I would have to hunt it down and try to get an interview. Yeah. <laughs> so long, woman. Listen, I tried during that whole, you know, uh, Hurricane Sandy thing. Um, I had asked one of her bodyguards, you know, can I just go in there and, you know, get an autograph or something like that? And he was like, sure, sure, come on. And as he's walking me to the bus, there were bodyguards in the bus yelling at the other bodyguard, like, what are you doing? You can't just bring people on the bus. Da -da 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 -da. I felt bad. I almost got him fired, but I definitely tried. It just wasn't the right time or place. Yeah, but you know what? That's when Queen Latifah should have been like, oh, she's cool. Come on. That's she wasn't in the bus at that time, though. <laughs> well, that's what makes it even worse then because she wasn't. I know. <laughs> they should have been fired. <laughs> yeah, they should have been. You're right. Should have been fired. Yeah. Um, this has been dope, man. I'm glad I had this. Me too, definitely. To chop it up with you. Um, putting is seconding your Rod Digger. Rod Digger is just different, man. Mm -hmm. Rod Digger and Remy Ma are just different when it yes. comes to, to MC. Like, yeah. I, I I really think they can outspit about seventy five percent of the dudes. Agreed. <laughs> definitely agreed but um let everybody know mj um how they can follow you for baltimore people baltimore artists um singers rappers yes um, authors whatever the case may be um you need this kind of representation in your life so let people know how they can follow you and possibly become you know a future client of sure so it's MJ's Hip Hop Connects. And again, that's with an EX. And that's on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, all of them. Um, my website, you can go to my website where every service is broken down on, you know, what you'll get. Um, and that's MJ's Hip Hop Connects.biz. Um, <clears throat> and also on my all, all my information is also on my blog site. Um, 
MJ's HH connects.blogspot.com. <laughs> so yeah, just inbox me and I'll send you all the information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can just Google me. Everything about yeah. me will come up when you Google yeah. my website, my um, the blog site, my social media, everything will pop up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people, let me just say too, that I don't really charge an artist for a consultation like a lot of times artists will come in my dm or whatever and ask me a million questions i have no problem answering them you know so they get a better understanding even if they don't come back to me for services you know th that knowledge is is important very important kesha i wish you were making that on the other page so i could actually show it on screen but kesha my girl Quentin says she's a beast and that she is. And I can, Aww, vouch thank you. <laughs> I can personally vouch for the fact. That I appreciate that. <laughs> and shout out to my man, uh, Jay McGraw, because he's the one that, you know, made the connection in order. For Absolutely. Shout out to him for sure. And and he's still, you know, doing his thing at power 4.4 radio. And, you know, so make sure you keep sending him some music and, you know, all of that good stuff like that. Yeah. This has been good, man. Yes. I've, I've been waiting and I feel like I could go on for another hour, but I'm gonna I know <laughs> gonna keep it, you know, early. Um again, um, I want to give some shout-outs again to uh my sister, um Alenia Renee. Prayers up for your daughter. You know, thankfully she is home and resting um after her, you know, emergency today. Um, I know it was tough. I I as a parent never want to get a phone call at 4 30 in the morning and say your kid is being rushed to the hospital i'm totally gonna lose it at that point yeah and if i'm not mistaken like a two-hour drive to get to her kid oh really yeah yeah she's in college. Oh. and um again our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of dj k slay Yes. Um, the unfortunate passing. Um, I've been watching some interviews with Case Lay today, and he's he's just a funny dude, man. He's just Case Lay. He's just different. He's different. I don't think people really understand how much of a staple they don't. He was in hip hop. I mean, for over forty years. Like this is not like ten or 50, over yeah. forty years. And that's why I specifically made the comment in the beginning that he was DJ Khaled before yes. DJ Khaled was even thought about. You know. And you know, really quick. I got to say this because sure. I'm not one to vent or anything like that, but why did DJ Khaled get his star before so many other prominent DJs? I'm sorry. <laughs> There's not a lot of things that irk me in this music industry because I get it, but that irked me. <laughs> That's a whole nother show right there, right? <laughs> so now that you've opened this can. Uh-oh. <laughs> I personally am not a big fan of DJ Khaled. Me either. I personally feel like there are so many other DJs, real DJs, by the way. Because if you go on YouTube and you pull up a video of DJ Khaled DJing, <clears throat> there's one video where he's in a radio station and he has somebody else putting the records on. <laughs> Oh my God. Back and forth. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And he doesn't have the greatest skills as a DJ. I'll just leave it at that. But I just right. feel like there are so many other people, DJ Khaled, I mean, uh, not DJ Khaled, uh, K Slay, DJ Clue, um, DJ Drama. There's so many Absolutely. other people that were doing this 
And I feel like she just happened to be the right person at the right time mm. that met mm. the right people. Right. And got plugged in. Yeah. I'm not a DJ. Even if it's for no other reason than the fact that I don't want to hear your name 20 times on a song, <laughs> I'm not a DJ Khaled fan. Right, right. Yeah, and, no, I agree. And, and this isn't, <laughs> you know, this isn't me coming in as a hater, you know. Because, you know, as soon as you say you don't like somebody, yes, DJ Jazzy Jeff, my favorite DJ of all time. You know, when you say that you don't like a person that, you know, you're automatically labeled a hater. Um, I just have a choice of who I like and who I don't like. And I'm not a I'm not a fan at all of, of Khaled. Not even not even close. Yeah, not even close. I, I wouldn't even DJ. I, I wouldn't DJ. I wouldn't even interview <laughs> interview. Khaled. I wouldn't really wow no because I can ask him all of the politically correct questions and everything right but at some point we're going to talk about that video that I just mentioned and at some point we're going to talk about some other stuff right no Jay not even Jay-Z has a star <laughs> yet but they gave one to DJ Khaled Go yeah I just like what is, what is the mindset? Mind-boggling. But as you said, that's another show for another Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Uh, MJ, I definitely appreciate Yeah, because I, boy, don't get me started on that. I could I could go for about 20 <laughs> minutes on how I feel about Khaled. But shout out to him. I mean, he's doing his thing. You know? Absolutely. And he's making a lot of money. Can't knock he him. He has one of the most amazing sneaker collections I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I don't true. know if my basement that I'm in right now, at least this side of the basement is big enough to hold his sneaker collection so <laughs> not out to him. you know just not my fan you know right not, not my thing you know from a music standpoint but um yeah mj i definitely appreciate you um hanging out and like i said i shout you out like every other show because it's oh, like i appreciate that have, you know come to you <laughs> so i'm going to continue to look forward you know to the blast that i get what seems like at least at least once, if not two or three times a week, sometimes when yeah. you're in your groove. So um, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Um, like I said, every guest that I've had up through you um, has said nothing but you know great things about you. You know, I and I, I that. reciprocate that. You know, from this side of it. So we definitely appreciate. Thank you. you. What you do. And um, if you want to come back in about a year or so, and you know, yeah, talk, let's do it. Stuff, you know. <laughs> We can make that happen as well. I definitely appreciate you, sis. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to uh <laughs> you gotta go back on my page after this and read because oh, Jamie's Lord. talking stuff about you now. He, he about he, me. Yeah, get ready, go go punch him in. I can place. fight. <laughs> hey, she from South Jersey, bro. I can fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey MJ, I appreciate you, sis. Always love, always likewise respect. Um, again, uh, got a couple of more things that we got to talk about that I want to do afterwards. Of course, and then I'm gonna go holler at Queen Latifah and see if we can get her on. Yeah, let's let's yeah. tag team on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, thanks to everybody that tuned in with us tonight. Um, make sure you guys keep us locked. Uh, next Monday at seven o'clock. Thanks to MJ, we will have a dress from Black Sheep. Yes. Oh boy. Oh he's got a boy. lot of things cooking up. A lot oh of things cooking up. Boy, I can't wait. I can't wait. If I, I gotta find a live version of them performing so that I can throw that on without getting kicked <laughs> off. 
because you know if you played a video or if you played a song you know they they kick you off of that right so, uh, definitely looking forward to that and of course remember to keep us locked this friday my man uh kojo from annapolis is, will be the feature artist of the week on our acapellas uh an acoustic segment definitely looking forward to that um jay mcgraw i love you bro aunt pudding i love you everybody enjoy your evening and we'll see you guys next week thank you again thank you mj appreciate you